Hello and welcome to the Level Playing Field podcast. My name is Liam Bird and I am the fan liaison officer at Level Playing Field. In this episode, we are at Tramia as we go into extra time to bring you the fans, sporting clubs and disabled support associations experiences from this year's Level Playing Field's Weeks of Action. My name's Christine Roberts. I'm the head of Match Day and supporter relations. We are sat pitch side. No one's in yet apart from the stewards in uh, Preston Park. Uh, Prenton Park. Prenton Park. Do that again. We are sat here pitch side at Prenton Park. There's some stewards in the cop. We are in one of the wheelchair user spaces that's covered and it is raining. So if you hear the pitter-patter, that's the... uh, the water here in the plastic. I'm here today because you, this is your designated weeks of action campaign. Why has the club decided to endorse the level playing field weeks of action? It's something we are very passionate about just being inclusive for all supporters. Um, you know, we're an old ground and we understand some of uh, there is, that comes with some restrictions, but we we want everyone to feel welcome at Prenton Park, and I think it's really important that we do engage with with different projects that like this, so that people supporters can see. You know, we we are genuinely interested in in what can we do to make this a, a better experience for supporters, regardless of what the um, additional requirements might be. And do you think the, the 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 fans who are wheelchair users and supporters who may have an invisible disability, do you think the fact the club are representing disability means something to them well I'd, I'd like to think so I hope so I think it uh, I hope it shows that we take on board that there are additional requirements and additional points of view that we've got to consider when it comes to um, you know what we do every day whether that's how we purchase tickets how you know the match day experience and um, I hope that helps them feel a little bit represented because I think it's very easy to have an, an image of this is a football fan uh, and this is what they this is their journey but actually the more I've worked in football and the more I've spoken to supporters the more you see that that is so different for everybody so uh, you know we we do a lot of things for a lot of supporters and I think this is just an opportunity to go no we are listening to you as well and we are here to represent you and we're open to suggestions you know we we're not going to get every single answer right first time but we're here to to listen and I think by visibly engaging I think it also makes other supporters who maybe aren't affected by people who do have a disability or don't maybe don't understand it as much start to you know look into it a little bit more or understand the reasoning why we do things and I think you know we pride ourselves on being a family club we say we're world's family club and I think anyone who comes here would I would hope they would back that up. Everyone's part of our family and you help your family however they need it. So how long have you been at Tramir? I've been at Tramir for 15 years now, just over 15 years. So over those 15 years, how has accessibility changed at Prenton Park? Um, considerably. Um, and um, I think when I started, there were, you know, in, in any place, I think people say, that, oh, that's how it's always been. And, and I think there is that attitude sometimes. Um, I know when I took on the, the role, the disabled access officer role here, you know, and th- there'd been a lot of work done before I took on that role. But um, certainly it was to sort of push forward and to see what we could do to improve facilities. And, and I know since Mark and Nicola have come in, um, they really embrace it and, and really sort of give you the, the, the support to try things. Whereas um, I think in the past for 
various financial reasons, one of them, but, you know, stadium age, various different reasons. We've maybe just thought it, it's not always possible. And and as time goes on, there's, you know, there's always a way. So there's things we'd love to do that we haven't got a solution for right now, but that doesn't mean that they're gone and forgotten. So significantly, I think we've engaged a lot more with uh, people within our community, and I hope that people see that we're more an accurate representation of our community now. So campaigns like the Level Playing for Weeks of Action is an opportunity to kind of raise awareness of disability. And it's not just towards disabled people, it's also towards non-disabled people. How do you think kind of campaigns like this and others can be used to educate non-disabled people about a, a match day experience of a disabled person i think it's just someone then you know googling something and going online and having a look and and, and speaking to them i mean from this it's um it uh, i know our disabled supporters association are going to have a meeting next week because i think this has kind of geared them up come on let, let's go and do that and re-engage them again so that's done that and, and part of the call that they've put out is this isn't just for for people who do have disabilities this is for everyone because everyone might have an idea or a connection um so i think ha- just having the awareness and realizing there are people who who love the sport as much as you do who have other difficulties and maybe just having that you know a bit more of a consideration might then spark something that oh could you help with something can you do something to make someone else's experience a little bit better um you know when it might be that you've got a business that does something or you've had an idea or you know sometimes it just takes thinking outside the box a little bit um so i think that's that's it that it's not it's everyone's responsibility to look after each other it's not just wait it's not just other people who have disabilities because they might have other things that are, they've got there's enough obstacles already so i think having um people who maybe don't have as many obstacles or you know maybe that's that just helps move things along a little bit more collective action is essentially <laughs> what you're talking about that's a quick way of saying it yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna stop because i feel like i'm we gonna drown a little bit yeah. sorry <laughs> right. delightful rural weather um but thank you for talking to me no problem thank you I'm Aidan Smith. I've played for Tramere Junior Disability Team since I was seven, and I've been coming since I was a little lad. I had the season ticket in the main stand with my granddad, and recently, as of December, I've got a job as a program seller in the main stand, which has been br- been brilliant. So, so that's where we're standing right now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to stop if someone comes and wants a programme. So why become a Tramia fan when you've got two other massive clubs across the, the world? Well, to be honest, there was one reason why, and it was my granddad, because there's a split in my family. Half of them are Liverpool fans, half of them are Everton fans. My granddad was from Manchester, so he came over with my nan, and he wanted to stay neutral. And um, he chose Tramere. I, I was coming to the occasional game and I really enjoyed it. And my granddad was like, um, do you want me to get you a season ticket? And I, and I said, yeah, because obviously I love coming. Loved the experience of a match day, you know, pre-match painting all those. And my granddad, brilliant. So how important is football to you? To be honest, I'm, I'm sure my mum won't let me saying it because, you know, everyone wants it to be like school, but... Football for me is like the one thing that I care. Like it's 
it's my favourite thing to do. I love playing it, I love watching it, I follow it. A- any game I watch, I, I just, I-, I really enjoy it and it's brilliant. It's brilliant, it's a great sport. And football gives you moments that nothing else can. So how was it when, a couple of years ago, when no fans could come to stadiums and we couldn't go and watch football live? How did that impact you? It was horrible. And, and what, watching the games, it, it, it just didn't feel the same. It was difficult. There was a nice thing that every, everyone was in the same boat. Do you know what I mean? So everyone kind of got through it together. And now, like, and it's just been brilliant being back and watching, watching Tram here and live football again. So for you then, how important is it that this stadium is accessible for you? Obviously it's vital and like I was only saying before, like the thing that Tramere do so, so well, they're so inclusive. I think they're the best family club in the country and they're brilliant and they do so much for the community and like obviously my granddaddy was like a big Tramere fan. He passed away in the summer and even the way that they cared for him was like... It was fantastic to see. How educated do you think non-disabled fans are regarding disability when they come and watch football? It's a hard question because I think it's difficult. I think it. I think it depends on disability. To be honest, because like obviously some are more noticeable than others, but like I've I've been coming to watch football for years and like. Oh, obviously people aren't going to say anything to, to like younger people but like even with me every, every steward every person that I've ever seen has been brilliant with me and like it's, it's difficult to understand when you're not in that position, do you know what I mean? I'm here today because it's the, the club are celebrating level playing fields weeks of action. How important do you think it is that clubs like Tranmere promote these kind of initiatives to, to celebrate disability? It's so, so, so important because th- this game, I, I know loads of people say it, but like this game really is for everyone. current chairman of the Tramway Rovers Disability Association and I'm the trustee of the Lee Knight Foundation which is the charitable registered charity of the DSA. Can you just explain who Lee Knight is? Lee Knight was a member of my family here he was the chairman of the the DSA he had muscular stroke dystrophy got into his 30s, lived much longer than they thought he would, if you had a spare two hours he would keep you on the phone but everything was from his bed, his wheelchair, his laptop his mobile phone. Going back now three or four years I got a phone call because I run the the supporters association and said because I'm a disability I'm asking people to can I come to a meeting in the next hour and obviously my condition I can't so I got asked to take over so I took it over and the very first thing we did was we registered as a charity but Lee was a uh, he was a real strong figure it wasn't until his passing we realised just how much because we were hit we were inundated with emails from around the world when I took over the role I took it over because I went, to, I went to a level playing meeting at Anfield and there were 30, 40 groups and I realised I was, besides myself, I think there were only two who were running it, were able-bodied. We move on four years and would you believe, as I stand in front of you now, I've now become a member 
of that group. I contracted a cancerous tumour in my bowel and I've had that removed. I've got a stoma bag and a hairy type 2 diabetic. So all of a sudden I went from able-bodied and I've suddenly now found out over these, over these past few years just exactly some of the rigmarole and palaver that people, people in our condition go through a, a simple thing as going to a football match. Can I ask how your match day experience has changed then from, from being non-disabled to disabled? I can generally do the same things that I did. It's at a much slower pace and like tonight I'll be doing my duty on the, the club I follow but where once I used to spring up the stairs maybe two or three at a time I'm going up sideways once at a time to, to alleviate the pain I, I have in my side but we have had it's taken us four years but we've now got a fantastic new lift installed in the, in the main stand I spent four years helping raise money for it never thought for one minute I would have to end up using the thing but we have and it's just general things like that we've got the facilities of we've always had our disability toilets in all our lounges but the bugbear was we never had the lift to let people get upstairs to use them. We put a, we put a chair lift in, but it was very limited. And on a good match day, it would take 20 minutes to get the thing to go up and down. So we got the lift fitted, but it's, that's a seven-day operation now. So all the, the weddings, funerals, parties, expos, business meetings, they all ring up. We can now say we can now offer a full access to the stadium via the lift. So, Prenton Park is a quite an old stadium. Have I said the name wrong? Stadium. No, I'm oh. laughing because I was in one of the storerooms the other day and I looked on the ceiling and it says, somebody had written in black pen, it was the builders, and they've put the 17th of the 5th, 68. <laughs> so the thing's 53 years old. So and the t- she's a bit of a tired old lady. So how has accessibility changed in this stadium over those years? Oh, uh, well, there was nothing. If we go past 10 years... We had the usual side pitch where you could just come down. I, I remember the days when you'd have those sky blue Ryan Robin cars and you could park at the three wheelers, you could park on the side of the pitch. We had nothing but the dialogue we've got with, and I stress this, the relationship with the club is so important. We just, we just didn't go to complain. We went with this is the issue, we have ideas. We've also got some funding. We do not expect the club just to put their hand in the pocket. We sat down, and then the club come back and went, we'll modify this, we'll do this. And now, as you can see now, in the, in the big main stand, we had a full ramped-up area where there's 10 wheelchair spaces virtually behind the goal, carer spaces. We contributed £10,000 to that, cost £20,000 the works. In the main stand, the club put a smaller area in for five wheelchairs. Those people can access all the lounges and have a three-course meal and be treated just like any other able-bodied fan that comes in the stand. We've got the cinder tracks with the rain canopies. Once upon a time, it used to be a, a wheelie bin filled with umbrellas and if it started to rain, you were given a red and white striped umbrella, much to the demise of the fans <laughs> given a red and white umbrella. Uh, and, now, and this is one thing that that Lee did. Lee managed to bully a, a local company called Mersey Travel, and he, and sometimes you have to, and he, and he conjoled them, and he got onto them, and eventually they gave in, and they said, send us a wagon. We sent a wagon over, and they sent us all these lovely uh, sort of like shelters, heavy-duty shelters, which you can now see, which are installed on the bottom of the pitch, so they can stay in, and they, they get outside the clement weather. If a disabled supporter wants to come and attend a game at Tramier, what advice would you give them? We have a really good... The, the website, the brand-new website was developed, and the first thing I will say is, in the middle of that development, I was contacted by the club and I was rung by the development company and said, the chairman's got on the phone and said, we've got to speak to you. And they said, this is our plans. And they said, can we send you the 
on Baye, can we send you the link? Can you go on and tell me, is this what you think your fans, what your members would want? So I had a chance to go through the language they were using, how easy it was for to get a wheelchair ticket or carer's ticket or a car park pass, things we'd never had before. So we made, we made some alterations. They were taken up. They took them on board. Uh, so we did that. We still have one or two issues too, and it's not so much the club's problem, but obviously there are certain rules regarding reduction of ticket prices and you need your PIP paperwork. Basically, this is to say what the government say, do you need a carer to come on the ground and what have you. We have a meeting due next week with the club, with the meetings to come along where the ticket office staff and the health and safety um, a member will come along and answer any queries they've got regarding season ticket access. And we've had, we've had one or two issues away from home this year as well, so we, 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 we've put that on the agenda. In the next five years, where do you hope, not just at Tremere, but within sport, attitudes towards disability will go it's got to go forward surely we have plans here at Rovers to move the club have, have made the first tentative steps towards a new stadium and I just know we will be invited to a meeting where as they draw up the plans what are we looking for what is it we actually want because we've got ideas we want to do here but you're limited as to what you can do and and, all, and we keep around like we're doing a ground collection this evening this all goes towards and we want to like save our pennies for that if the new ground comes and we say can we do this and can we add this and so that's what we're hoping for but we are included and that's the big difference because many years ago we were never included we were basically just had to accept what we were given by people who had no idea what it's like to be in a wheelchair and go shopping on a Saturday and you've got no ramp or you've got no can't open your door to get out because it's inconsiderate all those things that go on they, they thought they knew better but thankfully with the reputation we've got with the, with the club and I can pick the phone up and speak to the chairman make an appointment to go and see him and they're always willing to listen to us and then we've got, uh, we've got the club and I think it's five supporters groups underneath all independent but we're under this umbrella of we eventually pull towards the same goal we may go down a different avenue maybe to get there, but the adventure goal is all fan inclusion. Thank you to Aidan, Christine, Andy and all the staff for supporting this year's Level Playing Fields Weeks of Action. We'll be back in a few days' time with our last episode of this Weeks of Action special series. But till then, if you're going to a match day this weekend, have a good one. Bye-bye.